Rad Mars Podcast, episode 83. I'm Andy Mindler. And I'm Brendan Trombley. I'm Trevor Williams. And I'm Andrew Forge. Hello. It's the holiday season still. It I think, is. Right? Yeah, uh, it should be. I'm looking at you, Forge, because you tend to actually <laughs> do math in your head. It, today is Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. perfect. Mm. It's a perfect time to talk about the jolliest motherfucker that's gonna visit all your houses and poop out presents under the tree satan (laughs) that's right (laughs) good old beelzebub (laughs) trevor are you actually a little bit dyslexic is that what happened just now uh no but let's go with that (laughs) makes for a better story that's your cover it His parents took him to sit on Satan's lap. <laughs> <laughs> That's my don't, least favorite part of the holiday seasons. Don't forget, kids, to draw a pentagram in blood in the living room floor to summon Beelzebub and get all your presents. And make sure to leave glasses of blood underneath, you know, by the chimney. Burn some sulfur. I, I don't know what to do with oh. that next. <laughs> <laughs> we, we solved Christmas. There's nothing more to do. Like... Just wrap the episode right here. We're also we really we we just gone right into the topic. No preamble, really. Well, that's why I was like, should I should I pivot into the preamble? And I'm like, nah, I I don't I don't know. We're in uncharted waters here. (laughs) I mean, like we. So as we're recording this, it's hard for me to to sort of be like, yeah, Christmas, because we really just finished with Thanksgiving from our perspective. So like, I'm still like digesting from that. But yeah, I got digesting leftovers. (laughs) Yes, I got to pretend it's Christmas Eve now. Just give me a minute. And I was also going to say, like, we refer to the holiday seasons, um, but I feel like it starts with, like, the beginning of November and Thanksgiving and doesn't end until the end of December. And so it's like the holiday season's like a full two months long or one sixth of the year. That's a hell of a long holiday season. Commercialization. Yeah. I was going to say, I've got to have plenty of time to buy things. That's yeah. right. Black Friday all month long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I did on Black Friday? I played Eve Online. I I ignored the world. Nice. <laughs> just Good. went into the cyberspace. Yeah. Well. And I don't regret it. Did you conquer all of your nearby uh, warring tribes while they were distracted <laughs> by Black Friday specials? Right. Yeah. I, I I evicted all the wormholes. I took I coo I cooed all of the corporations. Sweet. I'm the king. I'm the king of Eve now. Great job. <laughs> Thank you. Your CEO Prime. Yes. You are Jeff Bezos of space. <laughs> He's the C CEO. Jeff Spacos. Ooh. I like mm. that. I want to be Oh my god, if that's not a character in Eve, I might roll that character. <laughs> <laughs> I Better actually hurry I think, out before this pu- uh episode gets published. Seriously. Yeah. I did I think that was the day. I think that was the day. I I did roll a character named Ro Daddy. I don't because like that. My corporation is row themed, 
and yeah, I, I have, got it. Yeah, my <laughs> my um my kind of right hand man uh co co corp owner is, he has a character named Mama Ro, and he has two other characters named It's Ro Boy and It's Ro Girl. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go and I had to make the, the patriarch of the Roe family. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah. Upholding wow. the patriarchy. <laughs> I feel I feel like you need to have like some succession like caliber material of like, you know, crap that happens behind the scenes of the corporation. But they're and all Danny one Rowe. guy <laughs> playing multiple characters. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what it is in Eve, uh, more often than you would think. I mean, a lot of times when we're playing and there's like a bunch of us together and we're like we 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 go up against like you know four other characters that are acting real sluggish we're like this is one guy multiboxing <laughs> <laughs> it's like just one guy playing four characters that's stupid <laughs> yeah it happens does that mean prime target for attack oh yeah yeah you could totally take advantage of the slow the slow response times to at least pick off one or two of those characters He'll he'll choose the one that's like the in the most expensive ship and escape, and the other ones are fucked. <laughs> that's that's a good way to play. Sounds like oh, yeah. Multi boxing requires you to make difficult decisions about your children. Yep, <laughs> it's your it's row boy children. first on the chopping block. Mm. Row daddy gets out. <laughs> well, do we want to just fumble into this fucking topic? Yeah, sure. <laughs> After we fumbled away from it, we yeah. did. <laughs> it's like in football. Everyone watches the holiday football games. Like you fumble the ball, and the guy gets it. Then he fumbles, and then he fumbles back. And the guy. <laughs> One continuous bumble fuck. <laughs> what is what is that? If not how we do any episode? Yeah, that's right. We 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 hit a straight shot. Fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I do regret to inform you that I have violated one of our primary policies and did like a little bit of research into Santa Claus's history in the 20 minutes before we recorded this episode. I did some I, yesterday and then forgot about it. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. It's fresh in my memory, and there's like one or two things that stick out, and I'm like, what? Really? Holy shit. I didn't know that was a thing. So I, I suggested this topic on Slack. <laughs> because of course this involves my son um he netflix netflix decided that because it's it's the holiday season they're like oh you only want to watch holiday movies right you want to watch i mean the princess that's, switch that's your fault you for watch- watching it last week you know yeah that's right i did this to myself <laughs> as a side note that's also affected my netflix recommendations now thank you very <laughs> yes. much I hope I hope you have actually watched the Princess Switch switched again and then Princess Switch, I don't even know what the third one's fucking called. It's like the morning star or something. The switching. The Princess Switch switched again was in fact the like loading screen when I yes! Netflix the next time. Uh, I'm feel, like, oh I feel very good about that. But anyways, uh it's suggested to him the Elf on the Shelf movies, which I have just absolutely fucking stayed away from because I don't want to involve that horseshit in my life. Teaching him that there's someone watching him all the time and judging him. That's cool. Santa's already kind of doing that. I don't need one living in his house. Uh, I don't know. With your son's responses to ghosts and other things like that, it sounds like a great, healthy thing to introduce into his mythology. Right, yeah. Uh, It suggested the Christmas Chronicles movies which are Kurt Russell 
as Santa Claus and they're like adventure movies. And I have watched both of these movies somewhere upwards of maybe 900 times now. It's literally every night. He just wants to watch these fucking movies. I have seen Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. So to the point that I have, like, I, as I watch these movies, I contemplate like the magic that Santa Claus has and the nature of Santa Claus and what it means for him to exist in reality and the magic that these movies posits. And now that I watch it, I'm like, I, Santa Claus is a God. He, his, his abilities are fucking godlike in these movies. They like, it doesn't seem like it, but when you put like a little bit of thought behind it, he only fucking God would be able to accomplish the things that he has. He literally. (sighs) (laughs) Got to center yourself. Every single person that he like encounters, he knows their name. And then he immediately knows everything about their history, their entire life, what's going on in their life currently. Like not, it's not just related to presence. Like he knows everything about them, what they were up to. Like they're just, they're, he has to know if they've been bad or good. Right. But he knows this about every single human being he encounters. So he has like some ability and and he's got like a, an omniscience. Yeah. There's, he can, Mm -hmm. he, he says that he knows every single street that exists. So he knows like, the map of the entire world. He knows everyone and everything they've ever done. He can generate matter from nothing. Like he just pulls stuff out of nothingness. He has godlike strength. He throws a kitten that's the size of a, a kitten, a, a cat <laughs> that's the size of a car. He takes it and spins it around and throws it like over Wait, a mountain what that just took a turn why is he throwing cats what yeah, the i don't fuck? find this fucking the second movie gets a little weird okay um, so you're describing specifically <laughs> the things you saw in these movies because up until now everything you're saying is like just you know it's pretty santa normal claus santa lore. stuff and right. or yeah. and or amazon.com yes yeah i was right. gonna say it sounds a lot like google <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like this is a living human being supposedly mm-hmm. uh he also has the ability to seemingly uh, grant other people uh, like knowledge beyond their capabilities. And he also seems to be able to uh, seemingly control other people through some kind of mind control. I'm not really sure. Okay, we're definitely going out. We're definitely going outside of the standard Santa Claus canon now. Yeah, because <laughs> there is a fucking there's a musical sequence in each of these movies. Also, Kurt Russell can't sing, so that's an interesting choice. Let's have a music number with a guy who can't sing, and he like he gives a guy a trumpet, and the guy goes, "What am I supposed to do with this?" And he's like, "Try playing it," and then the guy does, and he's fucking fantastic. So he magically gives this man the like knowledge and ability to play an instrument, and then like cuts to a scene and. All like everybody in the jail with him is like playing a fucking musical tune and people are singing and dancing like in unison as though they have practiced this before. So he has bestowed upon them like otherworldly knowledge of like how to act and work together. Can he bestow the ability to do Kung Fu to Keanu Reeves? He does fucking Kung Fu in the second (gasps) movie. He catches an arrow in mid flight. I'm sorry. 
Who he shoots Santa Claus with arrows? With an arrow. He gets shot with an arrow and then like makes it disappear and he is uninjured. So I'm not sure he he might be invulnerable too. So <laughs> <laughs> the whole move like the whole like premise of the first movie like happens because like he goes on an adventure with these kids because he's like, oh, I lost my hat. Now I can't like go down people's chimneys because he turns into fucking magical co- cold it's like mario 64 he loses his yeah. powers he loses his hat so like he has to go on this these adventures with these kids and like it, like they crash the sleigh and shit and the rangers run away and stuff and like this all happens and like hijinks ensue because like he lost his hat and supposedly like he can't like teleport or whatever you know oh, th- this is a pretty sort of crappy outcome for a guy with all of the capabilities you previously described so at the very end of the movie, he hands the kid like his hat. He's like, I want you to have this. And the kid's like, aren't, can't you not fly? And then like he levitates the sleigh and he goes, no, I'm Santa Claus. Revealing that he fucking, he could do his shit the entire time. He just like, he saw through fate what these kids needed to have happen in their life to set them on the right course. Which was a... A ragtag adventure with Santa Claus? Yes. Like he, the second one, there's fucking time travel, man. He manipulates fate through time. Like the guy is a fucking God. It was, it was reminding me a little bit. So I was watching snippets of a, some other Netflix. I don't know if it's Netflix, but it's on Netflix Christmas movie that I think is French made. We were watching it Uh in a dub. Uh, me, me and my buddy were kind of doing our own thing and his wife was watching this movie uh, in the same room. And uh, in this movie, the Santa Claus has like a family, but like kept his identity a secret from like his grandkids. And then his grandkid finds out he's Santa through grabbing his magic snow globe in which like he can like change the coordinates on the snow globe because it actually has the globe globe inside of it. Okay. And then when you shake the snow globe, you teleport to that location that you set on the earth. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So like he just leaves that shit around. He just left that shit around and let his grand grandkid take it. And then the kid, there's like this montage of the kid, like accidentally teleporting himself a bunch of different places. And like, he's really mm, fucking lucky. He didn't drown. Well, <laughs> or on the moon. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Uh, Cause you know, French movies are like kind of weirdly dark. Yeah. So like uh, multiple times he teleports himself into oncoming traffic. Like, in like Hong Kong and then also in like Europe somewhere. And then I think also in one other place. So like three separate times he goes to the middle of the street and like has to teleport himself away before a car hits him. And then the other time he does teleport himself in the smack dab middle of the fucking ocean. And of course he drops the snow globe in the ocean. So there has to be a clip of him like diving down under a wave to like grab the snow globe. And then he teleports back to like the North pole or whatever. soaking wet. Wait, so that, hold that on. was a real intense. Was this kid living montage. in the fucking North pole? No, and he didn't suspect that his like grandpa was fucking. <laughs> no, Santa it just Claus. so sorry. I said back to the North Pole. I think I just meant yeah. to the North Pole. Oh, I think, okay. I think I think he was hanging out in France or something. Oh, okay. But so went Santa to Claus the North lived Pole in France. <laughs> Santa Claus has a sure. summer home in France, apparently. But uh, he went to the North Pole and was in the middle of Santa's workshop, but like in an office, and saw a picture of his grandfather on the wall. So that's how he figured out his grandpa was Santa. Oh, okay. And teleported away. Employee of the month and the year for all time. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. That's kind of that's kind of a self-aggrandizing thing. You're the boss, <laughs> and you 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 call yourself best, employee of the every time or ever. Best boss ever. <laughs> Award. 
that's, that's the Michael Scott way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other oh. thing that this reminds me of, do you remember the, the uh, Santa Claus? It's actually called the Santa Claus, like the yep. Tim Allen movie, where the clause oh, is right. a, like a legal document. Right, where he fucking murders Santa and then he becomes Santa. Oh, he manslaughters Santa, I would say, right? It was an accident. <laughs> There's a really funny thing about that movie that I I I haven't seen that movie in forever, but like somebody pointed this out that like um so he's got a son, right, in that movie? Yeah. Uh at the end of the movie, there's like some like thing where he, uh he's like, I can't wait to be Santa Claus or something like that. Which implies that he's going to murder his dad <laughs> to be Santa Claus. Hey, man, that's what uh, I just can't wait to be king and the Lion King ended up being about, right? Yep. Those poor, poor naive kids don't understand the what succession means. <laughs> well, no, because like that song could imply that Mufasa would die naturally and then he become king. But he can't, can't, can't wait for my father to die. He can't wait for my father to die so I can be king. Yeah. Right. Okay. In, in either case, song. but the the Santa Claus, like, I think you have to explicitly murder Santa. Oh, you have to explicitly be the cause of death. <laughs> I think so. I think it's I not do. just like Santa expired near you. So when you take on the mantle of Santa Claus, you like become like semi immortal, like you don't die of natural causes anymore, but you kind of get killed. That's right. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was a part of it because you inherited Santa's powers, right. which is where yeah, I was I'm going. It's basically just the Highlander, you know? You kill them, you take That's the powers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Santa Highlander. You remember remember how... like a special sword to kill Santa? <laughs> <laughs> the candy oddly, cane blade. Yeah, oddly enough, there was also a depiction of Santa Claus in the webcomic Sluggy Freelance, where the same thing, you kill Santa Claus, you take his powers, and that happens. Also, Santa has a surveillance network of elves uh, throughout the world in order to get the information on whether or not kids are naughty or nice. That's the elf that's on the shelf. The elf on the shelf. That's what that is. Mm. I could see that. Do you I, not I know what of... the elf on the shelves are? Not really. I, I was under the impression that it was basically just you freak out kids by hiding an elf on a shelf, and then periodically, like you move it while they're asleep, and you're like, "No, I didn't move it. The elf moved itself." I mean, yes, but it, the whole point of them is. The elf is literally there watching you and reporting back to Santa at night. And that's why he moves is because he comes back while you're sleeping in the morning. That's a horrible thing. To tell Wait, children. you actually move yeah. the elf on it. Like you have to move it around. I didn't yeah, know that. I thought, you just stuck it on, I thought you just stuck it on a shelf. No, my brother was oh. telling me like when his daughter was younger, like the extent of shit that they used to do. Like he used to like have it. So then like, the thing would be like doing crafts or some shit. So it's like cutting stuff up and like making something like he was fucking elaborate with this. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I, would, like, I would, I would like move it and then I would forget about it and be like, yeah, I guess he, uh, he's going to just compile. He's making like a, a list, I guess. He'll get, the kid, he'll get to it. <laughs> the kid just wakes up and it's on their bedroom floor, like with like chicken feathers and blood and staining the carpet and it's like i wonder what the elf on the shelf was up to last night or it's like mounted an inch above their face sort of staring them in the <laughs> eyes <laughs> it's got a knife <laughs> if there hasn't been a horror movie made for this yet there should be oh the murder elf on the shelf i thought it was charming but a little bit weird when it was just about the moving but hearing that it's supposed to also be spying and reporting to santa claus is just yep. kind of uh Hey, yeah, it like, normalizes surveillance culture. I, I was yeah, going to say, it's training your child to accept a surveillance state, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
exactly. I you know, like just, just, I mean, just like it normalizes an all-knowing patriarch judging your actions and giving you rewards or punishes, punishments for that, for those actions. Right. I just, that sounds like something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't love that. <laughs> so just to throw out one of the sort of things I found very interesting when reading about uh, Santa Claus's background. Uh, like the real Santa Claus background? The, the real, real Santa Claus's background. non-fictional Santa Claus. The non-Netflix exactly. Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, Santa Claus is basically an amalgamation of a bunch of different, like, representations of people from a bunch of different cultures. Yep. And one of them is from, like, the Germanic people who celebrated Yule, you know, Yule time greetings, things like that. Um and supposedly during this, uh, there was an increase in ghostly activities, which oh, also right. included the wild hunt, which was right basically... because it has to do like um, there's Odin is a big influence yes. on it. Yes. Or Woden. Yes, but like two things here. Like what about I was Broden? Playing... <laughs> I was playing through Witcher Three, and you know it has wild hunt as a pronounced thing there, and I'm like, oh, so that's where that comes from. Just today when I was doing the research. Oh, really? He... Yeah. Yeah. Can you like, explain you know, more about what the Wild Hunt is? The only thing I know about the Wild Hunt is what I learned when I used to play Warhammer, and I, I, I had a Wood Elf army, and there was a thing called the Wild Hunt, and I assume it's related, but not really the same thing. So I haven't done a lot more research on what it means in the context of, like, Germanic tradition, but it's basically like a, a ghostly procession of, like, people and beasts through the sky, um, and I think it's, like, people, like, riding them and going on a hunt or something like that. Usually, I know, like, uh, like... Odin is involved like he's he's like the leader riding uh what is it Slepnir I think he's riding Slepnir yes. the eight-legged horse yep who is also the uh child of Loki and right. horse yes because like Norse tradition is metal as fuck yeah I'm sorry child of Loki and a horse yes and also okay. Loki was Loki was the mother yeah <laughs> Loki Loki gave birth to an eight-legged horse and also something else, right? I can't remember. He gave birth to like I don't know if he, it might have been. Uh, he gave birth to the he he's the ch- parent of like also like Jogamar, like the world serpent. Okay, um, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was also like... Hell, the you know the like half alive, half dead ruler of the underworld, um, uh, and a couple of other sort of like really you know powerful Norse. Like Norse mythology is fascinating in a lot of ways. Um, oh yeah, and also invented Santa Claus somehow. Yes, well, actually, that's the thing. Odin is one of the sources of Santa Claus, like in terms of his appearance and like going around and giving presents to people or whatnot. Yeah. Like so a in hooded terms, figu- hooded figure or a bearded figure. Yeah. Uh, played in like I'm ass- I'm assuming like a long white beard is probably part of Odin's look, right? Yeah, because like mm-hmm. one of the names for Odin is like translates to like the bearded one or something like that hmm. yeah but anyway so if you're wondering where all of his godly powers came from well i guess uh you know maybe he survived kratos i don't know did you <laughs> did you did anybody who was reading this stuff come across the uh what is it the the christ kind or something like that the christ kind yeah as i was looking through some of the stuff they were like an offshoot of Santa Claus in some of these countries. 
are the uh i believe it like i'm trying to look for it now mm-hmm. uh it, are the, like i think it's the christ kind yep and uh they're like these horrifying uh <laughs> like little pale children like in nightgown like things and they have like wings and they look like dead and i don't even fucking know but they're like, yeah, this is part of Santa Claus's history. And I'm like, what the absolute fuck? <laughs> yeah. I, I skipped over that part entirely. I read Christ content. And I'm like, oh, so they just assumed that, you know, Jesus Christ is going around giving gifts. Okay. I can no, imagine, yeah, you, you know, Martin Luther the, trying to popularize that. You should click on the link and look at the picture associated I, with I it. Were they like did, maybe, and it's horrifying. O- yeah. <laughs> were they OG Santa's elves, maybe? Maybe. I don't, I don't think. No, Santa's elves... Santa's elves come like a lot of like the like more common lore of Santa Claus is built around like after the 1800s um a lot of it like is cemented like the the, the Santa Claus we know is really kind of cemented by um the a visit from St Nicholas or twas a night before christmas poem by Clement C. Moore, which I'm sure you all know, right? Like the "Twas the Night Before Christmas" and all through the house yeah, poem yep. actually yeah. basically the, canonized a ton about Santa Claus. No yeah. way! It's from it's 1823. Also, it's also worth noting that authorship of the poem is disputed. Um, yeah, since it was originally published anonymously, and this guy claimed it. Um, but some historians think it was another guy who died nine years before he claimed it that actually wrote it. So he's like vaguely, uh, like Clemency Moore is vaguely related to the guy that um, they are claiming, in air quotes, actually wrote it. Something, something Livingston or whatever. Um, Livingston is like somehow related to Moore. Um, and it sounds like it's it's like a lot of like not great like i don't know it doesn't seem like they they have a great claim to it because it seems like they somebody wrote a huge article about it or, or like thing where they like analyzed all this stuff and then somebody else wrote an article that like completely like combated all of it and so it's like well who fucking knows or cares at this point yeah, at some point, it's just like whatever kind of goes down on paper first tends to be a thing. Yeah. Um, did anybody like actually really look... cared? Maybe he should have not done it anonymously. <laughs> did any of you guys uh, do actual looking into like who Saint Nicholas actually was? Yes, yeah. Saint Nicholas was the other thing I wanted to bring up with. Um, well, specifically one part of his history. So. Uh, very brief thing. Uh, St. Nicholas was like a bishop or something and a fourth century Greek bishop. There was like a, so a truly existing historical figure. Yes, yeah. actually. Okay. Um, and this is actually something that they've got some historical proof for that I'll uh, discuss in a bit, which is actually pretty great and pretty awful at the same time. Um, anyway, uh, his claim to fame was that he was very generous with like, you know, the poor and uh, I think in one instance gave dowries to three women so that they wouldn't have to become prostitutes. Hooray for Right, that. that's right, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but the thing that sort of struck me the most about him is, you know, he was a well-loved figure and he died. And then they gave him, you know, a sort of like, you know, nice crypt and whatnot. And so some people were, you know, visiting sometime, you know, they're like, you know what? We would really like the bones of Kris Kringle, but only the big bones, because we don't want to bother with all those little sort of like nitty gritty little bones. And so basically, like all of these people went down into the crypt, stole all of his bones and went to another location and built a shrine to Kris Kringle there, uh, but left behind all of the smaller bones. And yeah, that's great. And then later on, a group of merchants, because apparently Chris Kringle had also become the patron saint of merchants as well. Uh, I think it was merchants. Wow. Um, okay. So he was he was tight, tight, tightly uh, integrated with consumerism from the get go. So yeah, yeah. He, he was like all he was the patron saint of a bunch of stuff. I think maybe even the patron saint of like archery and some Archers, other bullshit like that. Sailors and children to pawnbrokers. What does that mean? Huh. Yeah. And anyway, and fondue pots and yeah. Axe throwing galleries. Whatever you want, Chris Kringle, he can be the patron saint of that for you. Cool. That's just one of many services he provides. So, anyway, it was a bunch of sailors actually uh, that came in and stole all of the little bones that were left over from the first looting and brought them to another location and built another shrine for him there. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got Chris Kringle's metatarsal in a little box here. Come worship it. Pretty much. <laughs> and so the bit of proof that I was talking about that he was actually a real person um, and that these stories are, you know, have some basis in reality, they did DNA testing of the bones in these two locations and found that they both belonged to the same individual. So if okay. nothing else, it was, you know, a single crypt that was raided and the bones were brought to two separate locations. <laughs> um, so Chris Kringle was actually a, his name? Like, I, I thought that I was just made up for that one stop motion uh, like animation. I don't, I don't think Santa Claus's origin. I don't story. think his name's actually Chris Kringle. Yeah, I think if it's I, just Saint Nicholas. If I said Chris Kringle, I misspoke. It was oh. I just meant to be Saint Nicholas the entire time. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So from a very cursory five second Wikipedia reading, I believe that the thing we're talking about before the creepy children, Christ, sex, Chris Kind, Kind Chris is German kind. for child. Okay. Um, and Chris Kringle is supposedly a corruption of Chris Kind. This guy got turned in English. Okay. So. I put in the the podcast chat the link to the Chris kind in the uh, in the uh, the picture. <laughs> oh, the picture. oh no, I don't like yeah. that at all. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine, if you this, will, this dear reader, since you can't see this picture, although you could open up Wikipedia and do it. Maybe our description will do it justice, though. Um, a porcelain doll that vaguely looks like it wants to murder you. But looks so it looks surprised. like. Remember the um. Remember in Doctor Strange, the like woman monk wizard that like he inherits his powers from. It's like kind of looks like her, but with like a ton of freaking blush and lipstick and like bone white skin, but now shrink her down to like child proportions. And put her in a nightgowny thing, just like Andy was saying. It's <laughs> unsettling. Oh dear. But like her face doesn't become childlike. It still looks like a middle-aged woman. Yeah, and if you zoom in, it becomes even worse. <laughs> and if you zoom in too much, she jumps out of the screen and kills you. <laughs> yeah, I would you put that on the shelf. That will make the children behave. Mm. There's somebody I'm trying to look. Oh, there it is. 
There's a, an interesting book that was written in 1902. It's a children's book uh, called The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Ooh. And, uh, like, it says much of Santa Claus's mythos was not set in stone at the time, leaving L. Frank Baum to give his Necklaus, which, I don't know, that's why did he name it weirdly? Uh, a wide variety of immortal support a home in the laughing valley of ho-ha-ho and ten reindeer who could not fly but leapt in enormous flight-like bounds (laughs) what were the names of the other two that got dropped from the final Mm -hmm. roster his immortality was earned much like his title of santa uh was decided by a vote of those naturally immortal so if his title uh, was Santa, like, what was his name beforehand? And have there been other Santas? Like, was, Santa... There haven't been I Santas mean, isn't San- before. Is Santa not the word for saint in certain languages? Is that why that is that way it is? Am I just making I shit up? I don't know. I, his, I, I believe his name was just Claus. Uh, so, and then, like, he was given the title of Santa by the Immortals. And the Immortals mm-hmm. are Ak, Master Woodsman of the World, Bo... Master Mariner of the World, Kern, Master Husbandman of the World, mm-hmm. uh, and they gather the Gnome King, the Queen of the Water Spirits, King of the Wind Demons, King of the Riles, King of the Nooks, King of the Sound Imps, King of the Sleep Phase, so he the was, Fairy Queen, uh, Queen Zerlin of the Wood Nymphs, he was, and he was the elected King by of Light the Elves. Like... <laughs> the the like ancient version of the World Economic Forum was just yeah, your, yeah. Your, also your, all, all the, the immortals that exist yeah. in the world I guess and they were like so I guess in the book uh, Santa does some shit and like I guess he starts like giving gifts to kids and then like some demons show up called the Agwas and they start fucking things up. And so the immortals help them out and they like, <laughs> I guess they literally like wipe out all of the demons. Like they just like do a genocide on them and mm. Santa Claus isn't there and they don't tell him what happened. They're just like, yeah, the demons are gone. And he's just like, <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm going to keep giving presents to kids. And then like he turns 60 and the immortals are like, oh man, he's going to die soon. He looks old as fuck. So they're like, we got to do something. We got to save this bro. And they grant him immortality. But I guess then he's stuck as like, an old ass chubby guy. <laughs> as, There's as the, mon- a... the monkey paw immortality. Right. He became mortal, but stuck in an old age the whole time. Yeah. As a side note, his name actually uh, is looks like it's derived from Scandinavian folklore, um, specifically uh, a guy named Sinterklaas. Um, so, and that was eventually sort of like adopted to be santa claus instead hmm. when it was anglicized or whatever it was fuck up by anyone who doesn't speak it yeah what a weird coincidence though right if he was based on a, a saint and the word for saint actually is santa in some languages but if that's mm-hmm. not the source of the word very weird culture is know. weird like that yep but, but I, it seems I th- like a lot of the stuff that like we generally like a lot of like baseline stuff comes from um the twas the night before christmas okay um 
like yeah. you know all the reindeer and stuff one weird thing is we have a copy of uh a night before christmas um and it's like so the name for one of his reindeer is would you say would you say it's donner yeah it's actually donder there's a what? fucking d in there and uh like according to like this like even even that like it's different it's dunder on wikipedia it's dasher dancer prancer vixen comet cupid dunder mifflin dunder and blixim Although the Wikipedia immediately says that uh, they were later changed to more German-sounding Donner and Blitzen. Yeah, so, but then my copy is still different with Donder. Mm-hmm. It's mm, like the Berenstain Bears. That's right. I was reading it, and I was like, fucking shit, what's going on here? <laughs> so at least Wikipedia, like... So, but that's, so the cooler thing is like Dunder and Blixem came from the old Dutch words for thunder and lightning, which is Ooh. way fucking cooler. Mm-hmm. Like if he was like, I'm Dasher, I'm Dancer, I'm Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, lightning and thunder. <laughs> that shit don't rhyme, buddy. <laughs> I'm just imagining that sort of like a holdout from like the wild hunt days. It's like yeah. Odin riding around with his eight-legged horse with thunder and lightning at his side. <laughs> Just his two fists. And also Donald. <laughs> and Prancer. <Yeah. laughs> Donald and Prancer. The one thing I was thinking about, like, uh, so in that, in that Netflix movie, uh, Rudolph isn't in it. And Rudolph isn't in, like, a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, is Rudolph, like, like, when I was a little kid, like, Rudolph was, like, canon? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm starting, like, I was reading through this, and I'm like, Rudolph didn't show up uh, until it looks like 1939 by uh, somebody named, like, Robert L. May. And then it was immortalized in a song in 1949. So Rudolph came around in 1939. Mm-hmm. Is that like, is there like copyright under that? Is that what's going on there where like all the other stuff is kind of like now like folklore and like in like modern mythos kind of shit, but Rudolph is like actually locked under like copyright <laughs> law because that would be really funny. I uh, um, I don't know. I'm doing a quick, I'm doing a quick little thing. It's probably more, it's just more recent, but I think even if something was made back then, it's now in the public domain unless it was disney owned by disney <laughs> yeah the disney clause yeah man but that actually means that that like i don't know like you know the stop motion special about rudolph which is basically yeah. like pretty much canon itself mm-hmm. i guess really right that must be it's only a few decades older than the actual original like you know the uh the creation of the character in the first place yeah it's kind of weird i mean to think. It, it yeah it's weird for me to think that basically Rudolph was invented like during World War II. Like, yeah. I mean, my sort of major takeaway from this brief 20 minutes of research that I did exhaustive and painstakingly before this podcast. We are real journalists and yes, have yes. great information gathering skills. Probing deep, pressing questions into, you know, the issues that confront you, dear listener, the most, like the proper pronunciation of Donner. Um, <laughs> 
anyway, it's just the fact that basically we think of the lore of Christmas and Santa Claus and whatnot as a kind of fixed thing because we all sort of grew up in the same culture in terms of, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of, you know, reindeer. And one of them is, uh, you know, Rudolph, and he's got a glowy red nose. And on top of that, you know, you've got this fat guy that rides a sled and gives a bunch of people gifts and whatnot. But this thing, this lore has changed quite a bit over, like, you know, the centuries that it's been around. Um, I mean, I guess almost like a millennia or so, if you want to go all the way back to, uh, what's his face, St. Nicholas and whatnot, because I think he's, like, back in the Roman Empire. Um, So, it's crazy. Um, And, I mean, basically, like, a hundred years from now, like the Santa Claus that people are celebrating or whatnot could be very different than the Santa Claus that we're celebrating now in terms of popular culture. So it looks like, it looks like Santa Claus kind of came about. Um, it looks like from Washington Irving's writing history of new york in 1809 where he anglicized sinterklaas into santa claus and uh he was pictured first pictured as a thick-bellied dutch sailor with a pipe in a green winter coat and it was a parody of the dutch culture of new york and much of this portrait is like his joking invention. Um, and I guess like his interpretation of Santa Claus was part of a broader movement to <laughs> tone down the increasingly wild Christmas celebrations of the area. Get rid of era, all those orgies. Which included <laughs> aggressive home invasions under the guise of West sailing. I don't know what the fuck that is. Substantial premarital sex leading to shotgun weddings in areas where the Puritans uh, were firmly opposed to Christmas. Um, and Sorry, public displays where, of sexual deviancy. Where uh, and when was this? So I can know definitely to avoid it. Uh, this was in like 1809. Where? Uh, I'm assuming New York, the New York oh. area. Oh, shit. Uh, it's talking about the Puritan influence, so it's definitely yeah. the East Coast. Hmm. The the celebration of the era were derided by both upper class merchants and Christian purists alike. So I think like he kind of was like I don't even I don't even understand how uh creating the like Santa Claus character uh would help tone down this. Maybe I guess by saying there's like like making a more Family, fr- I don't fucking know yeah, the idea. I, like, I mean, like my takeaway is that they're making Christmas more family friendly by saying, "Here, you celebrate Christmas by giving presents to each other, not by fucking." Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but that's like 1809, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess the, the name Santa Claus was actually first used in the U.S. press in 1773. So, like, the name Santa Claus has been around. For a fucking long time. But I, one thing I wanted to point out also was in the the night before Christmas, um, they described Santa as, like, small, like, miniature. He, he describes him as, like, miniature. 
and he's in a miniature sleigh. Huh. And so I think like Santa's supposed to be like diminutive in size. And uh but like like, like the kinder like what is it? The Christ Kinder or whatever. No. <laughs> I I'm not sure. And like his description of Santa as a jolly old elf. And I'm wondering if like that is where or like the beginning of like where the elves came from because like it it sounded like the idea of the elves came from just like a slow permutation of like him being like depicted as like making all the toys himself and then slowly being like well he has elves that help him and then like i guess like there i was reading something where um yeah, in the 20th century, uh, there were depictions of, like, the elves having, like, massive assembly lines and it became, being, like, this whole, like, fucking terrible, like... <laughs> Sweatshop. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's, like, due to the modernization and industrialization of, like, everything. And so they even applied that to Santa and made it terrible. It's like um so much of it's so much there's so much of like interesting Christmas lore that comes out of reconciling the legend with modern day society, mm-hmm. right? Like right, like like as society evolved, like Santa evolved and became exactly or like right. There's a point like at, at some point it was just like yeah, Santa comes along with our little medieval village and gives you toys, all right. But now Santa is like an all global encompassing thing. He has to like visit every child at on christmas eve in one night right across the globe yeah at least at least the good god-fearing children of christian mm-hmm. of christian tradition but still there's a lot of them uh and so he has to like you have to invent all these magic powers to make it like possible for him to like visit every child at night or yeah. whatever becomes fucking godlike <laughs> yeah yeah or like the elves themselves right have to then keep up with the crazy demand of of giving a billion children uh, toys yeah, and, instead of and just they're like... also pretty fucking talented elves in order to make semiconductors and things like that. Like I right, think they can make we per- should perfect really... uh, recreations of Nintendo switches. Exactly, like, Nintendo. We should really enlist their help in dealing with the silicon shortage we have right now. Seriously, the pandemic. In the in the Christmas Chronicles movies, there's a part where they like go up to one of the windows and they're like, "Look at," and it's like elves like making video games. They're like, "Whoa, you code video games?" He's like, "I've been known to code a few in my time." And I'm like, "Are you motherfuckers like ripping off like the hard work of like actual people and just giving like bootleg ass copies to people? Like you fucking piece of shit." No, they're very they're very faithful uh, uh, clones of the games. All these kids are getting copies of games, and the, the fucking artists who work on it aren't getting paid for it. Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> there was that um, point point in my life when I was like, you know, just about to discover that Santa wasn't real, but I was still into like commercial toys, like mostly Star Wars, Micro Machines toys. Yeah, and I'm like, how does Santa get a hold of this brand of toys? And and I don't, I don't remember what shit my mom made up, but right, she had to make up a dumb excuse for like how I'm getting this like very specific branded Star Wars toys for Christmas. Santa is he's got a, he's got a uh, also deal. he's a fucking shitty billionaire. He just <laughs> buys the shit for kids and then just gives them out. He's like, one day a year, he's like, I'm a benevolent motherfucker. And they're like, you're just sitting on all this money. You could be solving world hunger. You just use it to one day a year, like, give every kid a present. You piece of shit. 
I don't know. I, I do feel like that's one of the interesting implications about Santa Claus, what uh, Brendan was saying before in terms of like, kids eventually learned that Santa Claus is not real and that your parents have been lying to you Spoiler. repeatedly about this and inventing put a content more warning and, right. in front of this episode. And inventing more and more complicated lies as your children become a little bit wiser to the ways of the world and start asking probing questions. That Again, know. that seems oddly familiar. Like it's uh -huh. training kids to <laughs> see the world in a specific way or to accept certain patterns of thought. I just, uh, I can't put my finger on it. Oh, what is it? I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of counterproductive. And then it like all gets revealed as a lie when you're like fairly young. So like yeah. if they're trying to indoctrinate people, it's not really the most effective thing you can possibly be doing. Yeah. But it, it's not, it's, it doesn't matter because by then your brain is already like you've, you've grown up. So your brain is like the pathways are built that way. So you can't break out of those thought patterns. It's fucking mind control, man. Capitalism. <laughs> it's going to be the downfall of all of us. This is real science, real neurology we're talking about right now. Yep. I just, I was watching the, the goddamn Christmas Chronicles movies and there's a part at the mm -hmm. end where, so the mom like comes home and like she had, she's like a nurse or something. So she was out working all night long when she left, like nothing, no, no decorations or anything had been put up when she comes home. Decorations all put up the trees there, and there's presents under the tree. And she's like, "Oh, there's presents under the tree. Let's get them." And then, like, they pull out presents. They're like, "Here's one from Santa." And then the kid opens it. And if I were the mom, like the only parent in that house, I'd be like, <laughs> "Where the fuck did that come from?" <laughs> like, she, why would like I? She, I would be fucking floored. Like, I was like, "Shit, there's what the hell's going on here?" <laughs> Well, I'm proud to see that the, you know, historic, you know, tradition of home invasion for Christmas continues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We kind of glossed right over that bit. <laughs> so <laughs> they do aggressive home invasions to go, was it Wasserwheel? Is that like, that's like the form of caroling, right? So yeah. mm -hmm. a bunch of people bust into your house under the guise of singing that's you Christmas carols. That's yeah, not, I don't think that's what Wasailing is. <laughs> wasailing is supposed to be a tradition of like a gift exchange in between like the Lord and the peasants where like. You go, you sing, you give them a drink from the common wassail bowl, and they give you a present in return or something. I don't really uh, think it's supposed to involve breaking into people's houses. No. I guess it's maybe a separate thing. That's why it says <laughs> under the guise of wassailing. Um, the, the idea of like... You can't Santa spell wassail down... without a sail. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, the, the, the notion of like Santa going down the chimney. Uh, I can't remember. I read something about it. There was like a reason why that was like I, there was a previous figure that was like he came into the chimney or like was like depicted as like being covered in like coal and stuff and so like i think like that mutated into santa claus um i can't remember what it was like i think it had to do with like the hearth in the house was like considered kind of like sacred in a lot of places oh yeah like it played an important role, like you know, heated your it house. It was like, like the it, heat of the house. It was where you cooked your food. It was like the center of the household. Yeah, especially and in those so cold, like, cold ass climates. Like, uh, I think like him coming down there like had some sort of importance, um, but I can't, I can't find. There was like some reason. I thought it had to do with like not going in the front door or something or like people I, I 
fucking can't find it. But there was like a there was a a lore reason, like like an actual historical lore mm-hmm. reason for why that became like a thing with Santa Claus and uh It's because remember. Santa Claus was a vampire and found in <laughs> a loophole. Uh, worker- yes, exactly. <laughs> It just, again, makes me think about the whole modernization of the thing, which is like, well, now very significant amounts of children live in apartment buildings or just buildings without, like, houses, without fireplaces and chimneys. Right. And, like, they still have to, still have to come down through the fireplace or whatever. So uh, remember in the Santa Claus, again, the Tim Allen movie, they, like, get around that by, like, he, like, accesses the house through, like, some tiny steam vent or whatever, and it, he literally, like, spaghettifies and, like, funnels into the tube. <laughs> And then I don't even know where the fuck he came out on the other end, but somehow it allowed him inside of the house. <laughs> that, was how they, that was how they reconciled mo- modern modern lifestyles with uh, the ancient Santa Claus myth. When I was a kid, I always assumed that like basically the Christmas tree became a magical teleporter and just sort of like lit up and sort of like float around like a skirt or something, and then boom, all the presents appeared underneath it. Up a skirt. <laughs> it's like a teleportation anchor for exactly. like Santa Claus. He's right. like, I just gotta like find the goddamn like tree. <laughs> just to, to, do the, the Naruto yeah. ninjutsu moves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like when you, all of you were kids, did you think you literally came in from uh, chimneys and put things underneath your tree? I didn't. Have, you know, like you ask chimney. those questions, but then in the end, you're just blinded by greed, and you kind of don't care yeah. as long as you get mm-hmm. your presents. It's really what it comes down I to. I know, I know, I know. Like I had to ask it some because we don't, we didn't. My parents didn't have a chimney or anything or a fireplace, so I, I had to have asked at some point. Like what? Because I'm waiting for it for Lincoln. We we have, we have a fireplace, but it's not like an actual like gas fireplace. Um, it's, Wait, it's it's not a fake. You know, gas fireplaces <laughs> are typically thought of as fake fireplaces. <laughs> yeah okay i mean like it's not even that like it's it's like double fake it's like an like led a, screen that turns on it's not an led screen i don't even know what the fuck it is it's just kind of like a decoration type thing and it like has a heating element so it like gives off hot air i don't know it's a stupid thing i really wish they had just like not put that in the house but they did so it's there um but i'm just waiting for him to like ask the question like how does santa get in here and i'm gonna be like that that fucking thing right there comes in through right right through the right so you're so you're continuating the cycle of lies absolutely or i'll just make up i'll make up new lore and i just have to remember it until he starts to compare and contrast it with his classmates (laughs) right that's not what you said last year dad off whatever i'll leave it on yeah you, better, yeah, you better start a Wikipedia article or like a some kind of repository of of knowledge of the lore. Yeah. Um. Did I don't know if my I think my parents did this for me. I know they did it for some of my younger siblings. They would give presents as both Santa and as themselves. So some presents were from Santa and some presents were from mom and dad. Is that, my that's common. Family that did that as well. well. Yeah, my grandparents my and too. my parents both did that. Huh. My brother. <laughs> my brother he when my when my grandfather passed away they were like cleaning out his house and this was this was only like 
eight years ago, maybe. And uh, he was saying something like he was looking at, like my grandpa had left, like he wrote notes on everything and like organized everything. So he had like handwritten stuff. And I, my brother was saying that he looked at it and he's like, wow, that's Santa's handwriting. And like, I was just like, did you, did you just realize that when you were like 30 something or like, <laughs> is it just like nostalgia? What are you telling me right now? <laughs> <laughs> also the fact that you can remember handwriting at all. Like I wouldn't fucking know it if I saw it. Like, hmm. But yeah, my parents did the same thing. And I plan on I think we did we did it last year. We're gonna do it again. Did you you better hire a third party to write Santa's I'm notes. gonna write it with my left hand. Oh okay. so Santa, Santa looks like he He's had gonna a have some shit ass <laughs> handwriting, yeah. This is a hard year for Santa. So are all of the like first party things, like the you know, Nintendos and whatnot, you give them, but all of the sort of knockoff third party things, they come from Santa? Right, yeah. All the That's shitty good. presents come from Santa. We give them the good stuff. <laughs> Mom and Dad got you an N64! And yeah. Santa got you uh, some wooden blocks. Some socks. A shirt. <laughs> some yeah, some socks. Santa's nothing compared to us. Remember who gives you cool shit. <laughs> That's a good That's a good come down. It's like, Santa isn't real, but he was always giving shit anyway. So fuck right? That's right. So when they find out, they're like, that fucking guy sucked anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, did we did we solve Christmas and Santa? We were close. I did want to. I wanted to point oh. out. I want to do one thing because I did a little bit of research. Um, oh, I was boy. hanging out. I was hanging out with my um, uh, some family. Uh, so I have a stepdad and and his mom, um, Nona, right. And I was just like, hey, you know, I knew what we were going to do this recording, and oh. I was like, and she's she's straight up, you know, super Italian. Um, and I was like, what's the Italian? Is there like an Italian tradition around Santa Claus? And she mentioned the Befana. Whoa, I, I've never, I, I don't know this. Yeah, the Befana is a Christmas witch. What? Yeah. Yes. Tell me it, more. Italy has a Christmas witch. Uh, she delivers gifts on Epiphany Eve, which is the night of January 5th. This is a holiday I've never even freaking heard of, but apparently wanna, that's her I'm holiday. I'm going to start using this. Yep. Epiphany uh, Eve. Yeah, yeah, and she she was calling you know the the epiphan something in her of a very thick accent, so I was confused for a few moments, but uh-huh. I disentangled it, and um, uh, right, and she even she flies around on a broomstick, she Dope. uh, right, she wears a shawl like a wolf, uh, like a, a wolf, a witch, <laughs> uh, and she even like enters through the chimney, and she gives candy and gifts, and she she hands out like sticks or coal to the bad children, so there's like there's parallels, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, very uh, Santa Clausy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I started looking it up on Wikipedia. Did One she thing not, I saw. Did she not have Santa as well? Like she only had Bafana. I think that's. I think there was a bit of like a like a sh- cultural shift, right? You know, as America won the civilization cultural victory over the globe, uh-huh. you know, all that stuff kind of seeped out. Uh, but right. So my Nona, of course, is a, a an old woman now. So yep. this was more like when she was younger, kind of thing. Nice. As far okay. as far as I can tell. Um, the one thing I thought that was interesting is, uh, one of the potential origin stories of the Befana was that she was actually approached by the three wise men to join them on their journey to see baby Jesus. Okay. She, Cause I think they like stayed with her or whatever. And she was like such a good housekeeper. And 
they were like, come with us. And she was like, no, I'm busy with housekeeping. And then declined to visit the baby Jesus. And then she like regretted it and then like tried to follow them and uh, that and and she couldn't. And then instead would give gifts to children in like on her journey or something like that. So very confusing. And where did the future powers come from? In the flying room I mean, and whatnot. I don't, um, Great housekeeping. So, you, you keep no, your wait, house wait, wait, fucking wait, wait, wait. clean as shit. You gain superpowers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say some, some children get gifts. The bad ones get sacrificed and become the powers that fuel the witch power for the next year. <laughs> that's that's okay. right. Okay. Didn't you see everybody watch the witch? Come on. Common knowledge. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sacrifice. Great. I love it. Mm -hmm. Epiphany Eve. The epiphany that you were like, oh, shit, I should have gone with those three wise men. <laughs> <laughs> to go see my lord and savior. I was too much of a workaholic. Is, she, is he the lord and savior for her like she's a witch like is she like that's just some guy like i guess i missed my chance but oh fucking well i got wish powers <laughs> this dude yeah. doesn't yeah. sound too cool i i, I also mean, thought historically that witches got their powers from satan no. i i think we're confusing the witch part with the origin story part right like Right, if if she so was she approached became by a the witch after this, like she like went down a dark path, she and might she have became a witch. Her regret mm -hmm. in her her spiral of regret, but, but her right. dark her darkness involved giving presents to children. Yeah, or maybe that's the redemption arc. You know, this is a three part story. <laughs> she became know? a witch. She went. She had like a, some dark time. She did some like yeah. demon drugs and mm -hmm. went down a dark path, gained witch powers, and then she was like, you know what? I'm going to atone for my dark deeds by giving gifts to kids, but I am still going to sacrifice the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> I will drink their blood. The one thing we never mentioned was, uh, what's his, what's his name? Uh, Krampus. I didn't do any research oh, yes. into Krampus. Yes. I just thought, Krampus. I feel like he should, he deserves a, note a shout out somewhere. Some yeah. The anti, <laughs> like, the anti Santa Claus. Yeah. Good job. Mm -hmm. Good job, I, I really, I actually, I very much love the parallels, right? Instead of taking gifts out of a bag to give to children, he puts he kids in a puts bag. Puts kids in a bag. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice set of tree to that. Yeah. <laughs> takes them away forever. You know, my uh, my exposure to the Krampus, the originally my original exposure to it was from the game Don't Starve. Yep. I never knew Krampus existed until that. And I oh, thought it was really? just a, a weird made-up anti-Santa that was like just from that game until I realized there was actual like lore behind that. I don't actually know the lore behind Krampus. Um, I just know that like, wait, no, I don't. I don't know anything. I guess where is he so, from? Is it German? Again, I think it's German because the German folklore always has the weird dark shit. Yeah, like <laughs> or it's it's Northern European of some kind. I'm certain. Yeah. The less sunlight you get, the darker your folklore becomes. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want to take a break? Yeah. Let's do it. See you on the other side. Welcome back. Do you guys want to do... Hey, check this out.
So ready. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'm going to go first. <laughs> Cut you guys off. I'm going to recommend <laughs> God damn it. The Christmas Chronicles on Netflix, you fucking idiots. <laughs> go watch Kurt Russell be a cool <laughs> Santa Claus because I've had to watch it 9,000 times. Now you must too. Also, it's actually like it's not it's not a it's not a bad movie. Like Kurt Russell does a great job. He's very charismatic. I'm terrified what this is going to do to my Netflix recommendations like forever if I have two, you know, Christmas specials on it. It's not as bad as what happens if you watch it 9000 times, bro. (laughs) Yeah, it sends it into a dark spin. Uh, I can go next. Um, I have a YouTube video that an uh, Eve Corpmate shared with me recently. It's called The Beauty of Bezier Curves. Uh, if you don't know what Bezier Curves are, because you're not like a design nerd like some of us, uh, it's like a method for making like curved lines using points. And it is a very common method for uh, making graphics uh, like in like Adobe Illustrator or whatever. And it's just a really cool video that explains kind of how they're constructed and gives you some clues into how to program them if you ever want to. Uh, Ooh, the author... Uh, Freya Holman. Ah, I follow her on Twitter. I was like, "Hi, this sounds like something oh. that Freya would do." Because uh, yep. I've seen so many of her tweets involving Bezier curves. So okay, I was like, and the the animations of the Bezier curves, as she explains all the concepts, are really good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, if if you don't know French, uh, Bezier is spelled B E Z I E R. That's how you get. That's how you can search for the beauty of Bezier curves and find this video. Cool. Uh, speaking of French stuff, I think we also talked about other French stuff during the episode. I have a great Christmas-themed French horror movie called Deadly Games, a.k.a. Dial Code Santa Claus, a.k.a. 3615 Code Paranoel. Holy it's, shit. What? <laughs> it's like a horror movie that's basically a version of Home Alone that's actually scary. and Whoa. Where, like, a version of like a guy like dressed up as Santa is like trying to kill a kid <laughs> is that like what? stuck at home with these like weird traps and stuff. I actually came out before Home Alone, so Home Alone's kind of rip off of this movie. I was gonna say, was um, Home Alone like did they watch that and they're like, let's make this for like little kids? <laughs> yeah, something like that. So this is actually kind of a scary movie, even though it's like you know a child is the star; mm-hmm. it's not a kid's movie. Yeah, uh, um, oh, I was going to say this is also a great movie like Home Alone to watch with your kids. If you want to traumatize them, maybe, and really ruin Santa for them. I guess Christmas, um, Christmas truly movies. is all about home invasion. Yeah. True. Man, I really wonder if like they saw that movie and they're like, what if we made this family friendly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably was something like that. So I think it is streaming on stuff like Shudder. I'm not sure if it's on, maybe on like AMC and some other stuff. I'm not sure if it's on mm-hmm. any other big streaming services, but you can stream it somewhere. So go watch it. It's cool. Cool. Uh, so for the hey, my hey, check this out. I'm going to recommend um, some random Logitech gaming mice that they have nowadays. Um, so I'm visiting my parents right now, um, and I forgot uh, the wireless receiver for the mouse that I brought with me, so I had to get a oh, new no. one. Um, so, but I saw that hey, you know, Black Friday sales and whatnot. Uh, so I ended up getting a. So Logitech sells like a wireless charging gaming uh, mouse pad with a mouse as well so you can have like a wireless mouse that you never have to charge oh that's Um, kind of a neat idea it is neat uh but it's expensive that's the downside like the the pad is like 120 bucks Um, yeah exactly but i was just like you know what fuck it i'm gonna do it because does it also like irradiate your hand or something like it charges your hand 
Uh, I believe it's not ionizing radiation, it in, but it injects if your I hand with stem cells and repairs your carpal tunnel for you. Uh, <laughs> right. I hope so. Uh, yeah, but if I have like terrible hand cancer, you know, five years from now, you'll know the reason why. <laughs> right. The one thing I'll say that uh, annoys me about it is it's made for like you know a target gaming audience. Oh so no. It has like. It has the RGB lights that I was just gonna say, changing colors, and I'm like, why? Why did you do it's this? It's just a like a fucking like, Christmas tree on your goddamn desk. Ooh. Oh, the, oh, the mouse does. I was, I was expecting the pad to be like this glowing hellscape. Oh, oh, um, no. oh he's uh, holding up the it, mouse. And it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's it. That's it. It's a small part of it. It's not yeah, actually okay. that bad. Why? Um, why? It's, why? It's do annoying. You, why do you need to do cool. that? Because it's cool. God damn it! Is it cool? Yeah. Rainbows are it's cool. cool. Some people. <laughs> so fucking, I don't need every piece of equipment to glow on me. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I'll get some electrical tape and put it on the mouse pad. Uh, on the mouse, I wouldn't because the texture of that would drive me crazy. Yeah, that'd be um, bad. So, but I like the fact that now I've got a wireless mouse that I never have to charge. So you know, that's hey, cool. That's cool. That's a good idea. Neato. Mm-hmm. All right. It came for me the low, low price of hand cancer. Yep, there you go. <laughs> and butt cancer. Always. You don't know that. That's always no, part but of it. Just... Depends, <laughs> depends how you use it. That's right. <laughs> All right, well, um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at A. Mindler. Where can people find you guys? I'm also on Twitter. You can. My handle is at the Brendo. I'm also on <laughs> what Twitter. What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> I try to mix it up, and then I just lose it. Uh, uh, I was just trying to muscle through it. Uh, anyway, I'm also on Twitter at Hackbringer. And I am on Twitter at Red Hayden, also at Hayden.bandcamp.com and soundcloud.com slash Hayden. Uh, as a team, Team Radmars, you can also get a hold of us on Twitter. We are at Team Radmars, and you can play our games on radmars.com or radmars.itch.io. Uh, as far as credits goes, this episode was edited by Andy Midler, and music in this episode and all episodes is by Andrew Ford. Great job. And he's making faces. He does not want to edit this. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's it. We solved Christmas and we solved Santa. We figured him out. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We figured out, we figured out how <laughs> to take him down. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening and thank you guys for being here. So welcome. Have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. Everyone. To all a good night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>